Hello, my name is Father Jacob, creator and founder of Region Catholic. Region Catholic is a platform used to teach the Catholic faith with the flavor of Northwest Indiana, also known as the Region. If you like this content, then like, comment, or subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. And better yet, share this, regioncatholic.com, with a friend. If you'd like to support us, you can go to our Patreon page, found at regioncatholic.com, where you can support us at three levels, get shoutouts on our podcasts, or get your hands on exclusive merchandise. Thank you for your support, enjoy the podcast, and God bless you. Jesus said to the chief priests and the elders of the people, Hear another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard, put a hedge around it, dug a wine press in it, and built the tower. Then he leased it to tenants and went on a journey. When vintage time drew near, he sent his servants to the tenants to obtain his produce. But the tenants seized the servants, and one they beat, another they killed, and a third they stoned. Again, he sent other servants more numerous than the first ones, but they treated them in the same way. Finally, he sent his son to them, thinking, they will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to another, this is the heir. Come, let us kill him and acquire his inheritance. They seized him, threw him out of the vineyard, and killed him. What will the owner of the vineyard do to those tenants when he comes? They answered him, He will put those wretched wretched men to a wretched death, and lease his vineyard to other tenants, who will give him the produce at the proper times. Jesus said to them, Did you ever read the scriptures, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone? But by the Lord this has been done, and it is wonderful in our eyes. Therefore I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you, and given to a people that will produce its fruit. There was a young man born in London, but then grew up in Italy, and he was joyful, he was happy, he was also very smart. His first words were spoken at the age of about three months, an incredible feat. And he started using simple sentences, really not that long after. As he grew older, his mother noticed, though, too, his love and devotion to the church, to Jesus and to Mary. Neither of his parents were frequent mass goers. His mother had been to mass for her own first communion, her own confirmation, and her own wedding. But his parents had a conversion of heart. After they attended the first communion of their own son, After that, little Carlo found it and fought it hard to get the Eucharist every single day. He found it hard to be away from Mass. Little Carlo, son of Antonia and Andrea, had incredible gifts. It was truly hard to miss them, whether it was his own devotion, his own love, or for that matter, his intelligence. He had incredible gifts. Every single day, we are afforded the chance the opportunity to notice our own gifts. Gifts can come to us when we realize our own talents that we've been given. Maybe we're just good at certain things. We're naturals. Maybe at a particular job or career, we just seem to do better than other people. Maybe gifts come to us in the blessings that we've received in our own lifetime. The blessing to be able to attend school, to be educated, to have enough to eat, to have enough means to get the things that we desire, to live, to live a happy and joyful life. 
Maybe we have the opportunity to slow down enough to enjoy these moments with our families, with friends, with those that we love and we care for. Today's gospel is another part of the great gifts that have been given to us. But I'll really be honest, this gospel can be confusing. There's so much history to cover, characters to understand. The context that Jesus is preaching to leaders and he's foretelling his own death and his own persecution as the prophets that have gone before him that were killed and persecuted by the very people that he's speaking to. So for this week, I will give you a little gift, and that's this. The entire gospel message, the entire parable today, can be boiled down into one line. It's the last line. It's this. Therefore I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you, and given to a people that will produce its fruit. It's a harsh teaching, harsh words, harsh words of our Savior. But yet, it's the entire crux of this matter about gifts. God has given us all gifts. He's given us each unique and special gifts particular to each of us. That's really the mystery of creation, of humanity, is that each person is created in the image and likeness of God. Yet each of us has a certain contribution to make, certain gifts to offer to humanity, and to offer for the glory of God. Yet sometimes we are tempted. We're tempted. We deny our own gifts by trying to compare ourselves to others. And if we find ourselves in a place to compare ourselves to others, I will tell you, my friends, that is the recipe to make yourself unhappy, to make yourself ungrateful, to make yourself miserable, is to compare yourself to someone else. To look at someone else and to desire what they have, to desire to be someone else, to desire to do what another person has done. Those opportunities, when we experience them and that temptation, when we execute that sin, that is what will take away our own joy. Because in that way, we're denying God. We're denying God the opportunity to show us what gifts we have been given. And we're denying God the opportunity for his plan to unfold in our lives according to the gifts given to us. When we desire what someone else has, we desire what God has in store for them, rather than what God has planned for us. So this week, I implore you, we can take the time to really slow down. You know, the kids are back in school, there's routines back in place on the other side of the ongoing pandemic. And while, of course, there might be sports or other activities, they're a little bit less these days still sometimes. The weather is cooling, and we're in a place where we have the opportunity to really take in the season of fall. We can really use the scenery and the time around us to realize the gifts that we have. And if you need help in this task, if you need help to understand the gifts that you have, then find someone that you trust, someone that you love. Ask them what gifts that you have. Ask them what sets you apart from others. And then pray with that person and thank God for those gifts. Thank God for the gifts that you have been given because they have been given to you and powerfully to you to use to glorify God. And then that way, they are your own gifts, your own path, 
the way that you will be called to produce fruit. And in that way, we will not be passed over. We will not be looked past because we will be called to the people that God has called us to be. That young teenager grew up, of course, into his teenage years from being a child, but he never lost his holiness, his gifts. He stayed true to who he was. He used that incredible intelligence for computer and internet skills, and he applied that intelligence to programming. Programming, at the age of nine, started to learn computer programming languages. And he used those skills of programming to apply to the budding internet phenomenon of the time. To really launch his own website to document various Eucharistic miracles. Eucharistic miracles that consisted of unexplainable events, such as consecrated hosts transforming into cardiac tissue, heart tissue, hosts being preserved for extremely long stretches of time, hosts surviving being thrown into fire, or hosts visibly bleeding, biologically and scientifically proven to be bleeding real and actual blood. You can still view that very website to this day. He did so because he wanted to show people the power of the Eucharist. In his mind, if people knew the incredible power of the Eucharist, then it would be unwavering temptation, unwavering draw for us to become closer to God. And those that were away from the church or never had the opportunity to know the church would be won over by the incredible mystery, the incredible miracle of the Eucharist. At the age of 15, he fell ill. Carlo was sick. He went to the hospital and he was diagnosed with leukemia. He died only a week later, 15 years old. Before he died, he said, All people are born as originals, but many die as photocopies. All people die, all people are born as originals, but many die as photocopies. In this way, we are created, my friends, in the image and likeness of God. We're born as an original creation, a singular instance of the incredible power of creation of God to the gift of humanity. We have the opportunity to use our gifts to the fullness that we've been given by God to really shine to give glory to God in our own particular and special way, to be a gift of ourselves to other people. But to deny that, then, is truly the opportunity to equate ourselves to other people, to desire what they have, to sell ourselves short, not as original, but as a photocopy. When we use our gifts the way that we've been given, just as Carlo did, we give glory to God. No one really knew that better than him, it seems. And in that pursuit of holiness, he was declared recently blessed by Pope Francis. A miracle was attributed to him. In October 10th, Blessed Carlo will be declared and elevated to the state of blessed, meaning one step away, one miracle away from sainthood, from saying one day, Saint Carlo. Carlo knew he had many gifts. He never desired the gift of others, but rather wanted to use the gifts that God had given him in his own way to give glory to God. The question for us this week is what is holding us back? What is holding us back from using the gifts that God has given us to give him glory and to really live and do the same 
is soon to be Blessed Carlo. <laughs>